The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Since the Passover of the Jews was near, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. He found in the temple area those who sold oxen, sheep, and doves, as well as the money changers seated there. He made a whip out of cords and drove them all out of the temple area with the sheep and oxen and spilled the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And to those who sold doves, he said, Take these out of here and stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples recalled the words of scripture, Zeal for your house will consume me. At this, the Jews answered and said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews said, This temple has been under construction for 46 years, and you will raise it up in three days. But he was speaking about the temple of his body. Therefore, when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they came to believe the scripture and the word Jesus had spoken. While he was in Jerusalem for the feast of Passover, many began to believe in his name when they saw the signs he was doing. But Jesus would not trust himself to them because he knew them all and did not need anyone to testify about human nature. He himself understood it well. The Gospel of the Lord. Last week we saw Abraham climbing Mount Moriah with Isaac with the intent of sacrificing him. We experienced the transfiguration of Jesus on Mount Tabor before Peter, James, and John. Today, we have just listened to another side of Jesus. This one, a more human side. At the same time, we are preparing for the third week of Lent. We have made some adjustments and we have worked hard to stay in the game of fighting for our salvation, which we will win or lose. May this Mass go deep into our bones and strengthen our spirits as we continue our journey. May the Blessed Mother be by our side as we climb our mountains of sacrifice and walk through the temptations of our desert. But Jesus would not trust himself to them because he knew them all and he did not need anyone to testify to him about human nature. He himself understood it well. This takes us right back to the beginning of Lent and the temptations in the desert. At the beginning, we described our Lent as our own personal time in the desert. We went so far as to say we are desert people preparing for the Messiah. And we know now that what takes place in the desert of our souls is the encounter with God, with ourselves, our fallen nature, with our sins. And it's not easy. God has permitted that this Lent be a continuation of last Lent. Let us not turn back, but keep going in humble faith. What plays out in the gospel narration today is Jesus who reacts with all his humanness. He is outraged by what he sees. 
His father's house has become a marketplace where people need money to be in God's presence. He holds nothing back. He lets them see Jesus' human heart in perfect harmony with his mission versus the corrupted hearts of the leaders of his time. He sees them taking advantage of the poor, the marginalized, those who don't have any resources. In his admonishment, he reveals his mercy. Jesus shows us how much he loves his father and the poor. The Pharisees and scribes corrupted by worldly desire and ambition. And Jesus turns both upside down. Becoming their number one enemy. So, what do they show us to be careful of? What is the lesson here for us? Is there anything inside of us that could be likened to the Pharisees? Sin is often camouflaged and we don't see its effects on our soul. That's the way the devil likes it. We can be going along with our desires and plans until we hit the wall and realize this is my plan, not his. This third week opens up an opportunity for us all to take a deep and prolonged inner look. Where might I be blinded by my pride, sensuality, and vanity? Pulling out the catechism and reading what the Holy Spirit will place before me would be one way of placing a microscope over my soul. As a priest, I experience this every day as people ask to go to confession. What happens in confession is an overturning of our tables. A revelation of God's mercy. If we freely choose to come to Jesus, we will discover that he is the divine healer. Contrast this to the attitude of the Pharisees. They want a sign. The only sign they will be given is Jesus on a cross. And even then, they ask for a sign. Come down and we will believe in you. Do you see how lost they were with their signs? The signs are just the, the, the outside of the corruptedness that was on the inside. They couldn't help themselves. Instead of asking Jesus for a sign, be a sign of his love, of his mercy, and of his goodness. We do this by carrying our crosses with humility. What we are essentially doing during Lent is proclaiming a Christ crucified inside my own flesh. The temple inside of me is where Christ lives and moves and has his being. There is nothing more precious than your soul. Last Wednesday we celebrated the funeral of Mr. Larry Bass, a longtime parishioner here. We celebrated and prayed for his soul's entrance into heaven. He ran the race. He kept the faith. The fruit of this Lent could be a reshaping, reshaping or remodeling of our freedom. Jesus freely chose to be tempted. He was tempted to his very core. 
He knows full well what we have to endure. So let's not be afraid of our moments of temptation. Let us not be afraid to be shaped by our crosses. It is precisely in these moments that that I am becoming who I truly am, the image of God and his unique love for me. A newfound freedom inside of me is what I have come to understand that I can forge with his grace. I want to be free to suffer and die for him. And for each of us, that is a unique pathway. Ten years ago, I walked into the largest state penitentiary in the country, in Angola, Louisiana. I remember pulling up to the warden's office, wondering what on earth I had got myself into. Two inmates greeting us, but their names were Big Lou and Chris, and they took us into the warden's office and made us a cup of coffee. Nicest guys you'll ever meet. But what I wanted to share with you was the sign at the entrance of this enormous prison, written by one of the prisoners. Welcome to the land of new beginnings. May the elect come forward. Dear faithful assembled here, pray in silence for these elect that they will be given the spirit of repentance, a sense of sin, and true freedom of the children of God. Elect of God, bow your heads and pray. Let us pray for these elect whom the church has confidently chosen. May they successfully complete their long preparation and at the Paschal Feast find Christ in his sacraments. Please stand for the intercession. That the elect may ponder the word of God in their hearts and savor its meaning more fully day by day. Let us pray to the Lord. That they may learn to know Christ who came to save what was lost. Let us pray to the Lord. That they may humbly confess themselves to be sinners. Let us pray to the Lord. That they may sincerely reject everything in their lives that is, just, that is displeasing and contrary to Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. That the Holy Spirit, who searches every heart, may help them to overcome their weakness through his power. Let us pray to the Lord. That the same Holy Spirit may teach them to know the things of God and how to please him. Let us pray to the Lord. That their families also may put their hope in Christ and find peace and holiness in him. Let us pray to the Lord. That we ourselves, in preparation for the Easter feast, may seek a change of heart, give ourselves to prayer, and persevere in our good works. Let us pray to the Lord. That throughout the whole world, whatever is weak may be strengthened, whatever is broken, restored, whatever is lost, found, and what is found, redeemed. Let us pray to the Lord. God of power, you sent your Son to be our Savior. Grant that these catechumen and candidates, like the woman of Samaria, thirsting for living water, 
may turn to the Lord as they hear his word and acknowledge the sins and weaknesses that weigh them down. Protect them from vain reliance on self and defend them from the power of Satan. Free them from the spirit of deceit so that admitting the wrong they have done, they may attain purity of heart and advance on the way of salvation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Lord Jesus, you are the fountain for which they thirst. You are the master whom they seek. In In your presence they dare not claim to be without sin, for you alone are the Holy One of God. Open their hearts to you in faith. They confess their faults and lay bare their hidden wounds. In your love, free them from their infirmities, heal their sickness, quench their thirst, and give them peace. In the power of your name, which we will call upon in faith, stand by them now and heal them. Rule over the spirit of evil, conquered by your rising from the dead. Show your elect the way of salvation in the Holy Spirit, that they may come to worship the Father in truth and live and reign forever and ever. Dear elect, go in peace and join us again at the next scrutiny. May the Lord remain with you always. Amen. Amen.